The 2023 academic year got off to a very shaky start. In September, as thousands of pupils across the country returned to their classrooms, hundreds of schools were scrambling to find teachers. It's a real worry. I think it is the single biggest issue facing the education sector. Here's Irish Times education editor, Carl O'Brien. We've seen so many schools saying that they're not getting any applicants for vacant posts or they're having to repurpose existing teachers into subjects that they're not qualified. Last month, new figures revealed that more than 800 positions needed to be filled in primary schools alone. And over 500 of these vacancies are in Dublin. But the number of teaching graduates has actually increased by 20% since 2018. So what's going on? Yeah, there's a number of underlying factors driving these shortages. I think undoubtedly one is is just housing. Another factor is the economy. You know, we're at full employment. There's skills shortages right across uh, the economy and education is, is no different. Then there's a demographic bubble. Big growth in the number of teenagers at second level schools, but there hasn't been a corresponding increase in the number of teachers necessarily. And then I think another issue factor is this move to reduce pupil-teacher ratios in schools, which has been very positive, particularly at primary. But that ends up using up that available pool of teachers, particularly at primary level. And despite the shortage being at crisis point, it's largely a hidden problem. Because schools don't want to admit that I don't have a qualified maths teacher, I don't have a qualified Irish teacher, because it makes them look bad relative to the school next door. This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Sarah Pollock. Today... Crisis in Irish schools. Where have all the teachers gone? You wrote last month, Carl, that many secondary schools are being forced to drop or limit access to key subjects due to these staff shortages. These subjects are maths, woodwork, construction studies, Irish, biology, home economics and chemistry. Why do you think it's so difficult to get teachers in those particular subjects? Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's down to the economy, really. You know, if you are a maths um, graduate or, or you've done education and you're going to qualify in maths, uh, there is the lore of the private sector and the tech sector and IT. And you can get, uh, obviously, higher salaries and, uh, and there is actively, you know, companies trying to recruit from that teaching pool. So that's a big draw. Similarly, if you're a home economics teacher, uh, the food sector is promising, you know, higher salaries. And uh, and if you're in languages, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there in uh, across the sector, particularly abroad. So it's really down, I think, to the economy and skills shortages elsewhere, pulling from that pool of teachers that are there. And this is kind of one of the reasons, you know, with this is apparent contradiction. We've never had so many teachers registered on the teaching council. So they are the teachers who are mm. qualified to teach and are listed as being available for work in theory. But um, a lot of these teachers do get lured into other sectors, but you will stay on the register uh, on the on the chance that maybe you might return to teaching in the future. So on the one level, it looks like we have a massive pool of teachers. In, in reality, mm. it's actually quite a bit smaller. Yeah, and I mean, the number of teaching graduates has increased by 20% since 2018. But the housing crisis is is exacerbating these teacher shortages. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Is this all over the country? Is it certain cities? Or is it really just Dublin, where prices are particularly high and housing has become so inaccessible? Yeah, it is, I think, most acute in the greater Dublin area. 
and the other major urban centres. And schools have been noticing this for a few years now. So teachers, particularly younger teachers, uh, you know, they may have had a job, then they realise that it's very difficult to make ends meet with the cost of rent and the prospect of buying a house is ever more remote in, mm. in a lot of these areas. There's also a lot of teaching graduates are from outside of the Dublin area. So there's this big draw back home, if you like. And, and they're seeing that uh, an awful lot. And they're also seeing it not just with the young teachers, but those teachers who are more middle-aged and who are maybe buying their homes or starting families, they too, in many cases, are, are moving elsewhere. Or maybe they've lived in the city, but they've bought on the edge of the city and they find the commute is far too long to get to school in the, in the, in the middle of town. So they end up looking for a job closer to home. So all of these factors, I think, are, are contributing. Carl, what about all the teachers moving abroad to places like Australia, New Zealand and the Middle East? This is often referenced as the main explanation for our teacher shortage, but it's not as simple as that, right? I mean, how many people are actually leaving and do they stay away or do a lot of them end up coming back? Yeah, we, we've no real way definitively of saying how many are leaving and how many are necessarily coming back. Because again, a lot of these teachers will stay on the teaching council register and they will go abroad. Okay. So um, also there's no register of, of showing exactly how many leave. But anecdotally, we know from a lot of the agencies that, that supply teachers, they will say that there was a post-COVID increase. You know, there was a pent up demand for teachers who did want to go abroad, but not massive, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the places that are in demand are, you know, the, the Middle East, particularly where there's tax-free salaries in some cases. Sometimes accommodation is included as well. Also countries like Australia, New Zealand, the UK has always been a, a draw as well. But our sense from talking to people in those sectors is the numbers aren't necessarily massive. They, they certainly did increase, but like there has always been a draw to those areas. And it's particularly alluring, I think, to younger teachers, you know, because you're going to get a full-time contract w when you go over there. So you're going to get a pretty impressive salary at the start. But I certainly think the indicators are the volume of teachers going abroad um, hasn't increased massively when you look at the long-term trends. And also simply young people tend to want to spend time abroad. Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you're any different to any other 24 or 25 year old, right? You're entitled to spend time somewhere else exactly, and experience yeah. other cultures. And, and it should be said, you know, there is a global shortage of teachers, particularly in, in, in Western countries and developing countries. And Irish teachers are in demand. You know, they are seen as being very highly qualified. So there's lots of countries looking for those teachers and teaching is very portable. And, you know, you can go to any of these English speaking countries or the Middle East uh, and you will find a job that there's no question about that. What about our starting salary here in Ireland for teaching graduate. It begins pretty well, but the increase is slow and not in line with the general cost of living in this country, right? Yeah. So if you're a teacher starting off today, um, you will start off on a salary of 41,390 euros. So that is, in relative terms, that is a good starting salary when you look at starting salaries elsewhere across uh, the economy. That's uh, up about 10,000 euros over the past decade. And to give you a sense of the salary scale, you know, that will go from, let's say, 41, 42,000 up to a maximum of 77,000. But that's the problem that you, you creep up uh, the, the salary scale. So you start off well, but then you increase very slowly. So when you actually look at 
all the statistics looking at um, the earnings of graduates, education graduates are at the top, but like that's within nine months of graduating. But once you look further down to two, three, four, five years, suddenly, you know, the, the tech graduates, the science graduates elsewhere, they're all overtaking the teachers quite quickly. So, yeah. uh, so it does, it is, um, it's a good salary absolutely starting off, but um, it does take time. But I think there's no question though, within teaching, it has suffered uh, from the downturn. And you had this issue of two-tier system of teacher pay. So you had teachers who were hired prior to 2011 were on a higher salary scale than teachers hired after 2011. Mm -hmm. And that was a real weeping sore at the heart of the teaching profession because it led to huge sense of grievance and unfairness. There was a lot of negativity uh, around commentary around going into teaching. Now, I think that two-tier pay gap has really effectively been uh, remedied now that the, mm. the gap is, has been bridged. At least that that negative narrative around uh, the salaries in the teaching profession have, have uh, disappeared for, for, in some respects, not all respects. Uh, but I think the teaching unions remain powerful and ICTU does remain powerful. So I think it would be interesting to see, um, will they be able to secure pay increases to keep in line with inflation. They've tended to, there or thereabouts, to, to secure that in the past. Mm. I'd be surprised that they don't uh, get it in, in the forthcoming pay deal. What does this shortage say about how young people perhaps view a career in, in teaching and the progression options that exist? Yeah, I, I think teaching is still an attractive high status profession in Ireland. And we are very unusual in that sense. Most countries around the world, it is not doesn't have the status that it has in Ireland. And we've always placed a high value on education. I think that is still the case. And I think if you, what makes us unusual is that if you look at the CAO, um, the points requirements for teaching are particularly high. And that's mm. because that shows you the level of competition that there is there. And even if you look at, at uh, the second level, the CAO applications to teach at second level were up 14% this year. That was on the back of, of about a 10% increase the previous year. So, you know, students do want to be teachers. There's no question about that. The problem is really is when teachers graduate that there are now these many other options in mm. the private sector to go to, which aren't necessarily teaching. Career progression has been an issue within teachers. So during the economic downturn, they cut a lot of these middle management posts or posts of responsibility, mm -hmm. as they're called. And that gave, um, that was a good salary increase for, for lots and lots of teachers, but that was kind of cut out of the system for a long time. That is being restored now uh, bit by bit. So there's about a thousand of these posts being restored across uh, the education sector this year. It's still not catching up with what it was pre the economic downturn, but it's certainly getting there. But I think if that is Definitely an area which will need to be addressed is, is making teaching to continue to be attractive during that mid-career period. Because, um, you know, if you're not a vice principal or a principal, um, your salary will be falling behind uh, a lot of your contemporaries. So that, that's an issue I think they will need to address. You mentioned that teacher shortages is an international problem in the Western world. And it was reported last month in the UK that newly qualified teachers are also moving abroad for work because of abject pay and conditions in the schools at home. Finland has also reported a severe shortage of teachers. Where else does this problem exist, Carl? And what does it say about respect for the profession in general internationally and where it's at outside Ireland? Yeah, I think if you look at, you know, the OECD uh, does this, an education at a glance study every year, and it looks at uh, teacher salaries uh, in the round. And, and Ireland is considerably above 
the average on that. And there are other countries which are paying high salaries, like Germany, for example, Luxembourg. And you will find, generally speaking, countries that will pay high salaries and that have good uh, progression, career progression, uh, are less affected by teacher shortages. And those that where the salaries are lower and they don't have the same career progression, it is a bigger issue. And you see that, I think, when you look mm. around the Western world particularly. you know. So I think the Irish teaching shortages are not as acute as they are in other parts of the world. So I think the teaching shortages are alarming in Ireland, but I think it is far worse in many other countries, which for a long time have been struggling with this issue around status of teachers. And particularly if you look at the UK, I think it's very, very different. You know, mm. uh, the teaching profession is regarded differently. It's not as sought after among school leavers. And if you look over here, we're seeing a much higher caliber of student who wants to become a teacher. And also the salaries are considerably better in Ireland. Even if you look, for example, in London, London, there's a, what's called a London waiting. So teachers there will get uh, a premium on top of their existing salary. And even at that level, they're still earning less than the starting salary for a newly qualified teacher in Ireland. So um, I think all of those things should, should be kind of borne in mind in terms of the scale of the problem that we're facing in Ireland okay. versus other countries. Coming up, what's being done to tackle this shortage? I'll continue my conversation with Carl O'Brien after this short break. Minister for Education Norma Foley has said the budget 2024 contains a number of measures to address this teacher shortage. And this includes financial incentives for newly qualified teachers, as you've mentioned, the restoration of middle management posts in schools. Carl, what other measures were included in the latest budget and will any of them work, do you think? In short, I don't think any of them are going to change the fundamental situation drastically, but, but they are putting in place some longer term measures. So one of the, the measures is an upskilling program. So areas where we're really short on teachers like Irish, French, uh, computer science, which is a big new subject, uh, very few teachers there. Um, there's just an opportunity to upskill teachers um, for those subjects. And, uh, and that is a big issue because we probably have an oversupply of, let's say, English teachers and history teachers and geography teachers, mm. where we're really struggling on those other subjects. So having upskilling opportunities, which are free, um, continuous professional development courses, uh, are a good way of helping to tackle that. But that takes time. You know, it's going to take years, really, to, mm. to remedy that. We also had, you know, that the money off the 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 teacher qualification. So that's called the PME. That's mm. the Professional Masters of Education. So that's the old HDIP. So if you're a graduate and you want to become a teacher, you do this two-year course. It used to be one year. Now, that has been a big obstacle for a lot of people who want to become a teacher because that's going to cost you about 15,000 euros. And, really? and if you've done a degree over four years, that's six years paying 15,000 euros. So you're almost spending as long as it takes to become a doctor and it's costing you more. So that is a really big issue. So their attempt to try and tackle that is in this budget, they're going to take 2,000 euros off the cost of the this PME, but that's just 2,000 euros. I, I don't think that's going to change um, the fundamentals either. And another aspect uh, of um, the recent reforms has been teacher sharing. So the idea is that let's say you have a physics teacher who's on part-time hours in one school, could they get full-time hours by being shared between two schools? Mm. And that has not worked 
at all, really, uh, to date. When I was last looking at the figures, I think there is just one single teacher who is in that teacher sharing program across the entire sector. And a lot of that is because schools are independent fiefdoms. You know, they do their own thing mm. and they don't really cooperate. And there's big kind of cultural obstacles to, to that stop schools working together to try to solve these problems. So I think that's going to have to be the future. I think upskilling programs, teacher sharing, that'll be so, some of the solutions. But this will take time. There are no quick fixes. There's no silver bullet to this. Mm. I, I think so. Schools are going to have to, to struggle on as well. I think the minister has practically pulled every possible lever at her disposal mm. to try and solve this problem. You know, they've relaxed restrictions on teachers and career breaks from teaching. They've eased restrictions on, on retirees going back into uh, into classes, provided uh, a facility for student teachers uh, to go into the classroom and removed a lot of the barriers there as well. So they pretty much, I think, done every trick in the book. Okay. Um, but I think this is possibly as good as it will get until we see results coming from a lot of these upskilling programs further down the line. You mentioned that one of the shortages schools are seeing is in the teaching of languages like French, perhaps Spanish. The latest census shows that the Irish population is growing and that 12% of our population is made up of non-Irish citizens. And among that cohort, there are qualified teachers, many of whom speak their native language and fluent English. And yet they continue to struggle to have their qualifications recognised by the teaching council so that they can work in Irish schools. Would allowing these people to teach not just be an obvious solution to our shortage issue? It would. It, it's not going to solve the problem, but it certainly is a, an avenue that should be addressed. And this has been a problem that teachers who've qualified abroad have real problems getting their uh, qualification recognised in a timely fashion. You know, it's, it's legendary the amount of red tape and bureaucracy involved mm. in trying to, to get your qualifications recognised in Ireland. However, I think if you talk to the teaching council, they would say, listen, we have made a lot of measures to make it easier for these teachers to register. We've streamlined a lot of processes. We've also changed rules that, for example, uh, there was a rule that if you hadn't completed your induction after you qualified abroad, uh, it was almost impossible to teach in Ireland. They've now allowed you to complete that induction in Ireland. So little measures like that mm. have helped. The lack of teachers in Ireland is really just part of a wider story when it comes to public sector jobs. We're also short on Gardaí, doctors, nurses, social care and childcare workers, bus drivers and even civil servants. So does Ireland actually need to develop a more Northern European model of public services and accept that this will mean the tax levels prevailing in this part of the world? Yeah, I guess they're they're big questions, aren't they, you know, for, for society, you know, like on, on the Nordic style, you know, Lots of policymakers and think tanks advocate a northern Scandinavian style tax approach. The voters to date haven't followed through on that. So there hasn't been that willingness, I think, mm. to pay extra tax for that, you know. So unless that changes, I think we are saddled with the system where maybe the public sector will struggle when the private sector is booming. But then by the same token, you know, when there is a downturn, suddenly jobs in the public sector are, are like hen's teeth. So uh, there is this um, kind of cyclical thing, which I think we're saddled with really in Ireland, un unless there's some dramatic change in what voters really want uh, in terms of when it comes to their priorities at the ballot box. Carl O'Brien, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. That's all for today. For more reporting on education from Carl O'Brien, subscribe at irishtimes.com forward slash subscribe. 
I'm Sarah Pollock, and this episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan. In the news, we'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow. 